Hello. I was wondering if I might trouble you for a cup of strong black coffee and in the process engage you with an anecdote of no small amusement. What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of Nerdyverse here on Nerd Herder Podcast. I yeah. am, uh, I guess I'm just John Wayne now. Yeah. Yeah. No such thing as just John Wayne. Oh, uh, no. I like I, you. I'm, I'm John John Wayne Wayne. <laughs> welcome to my show. Uh, this is my wife, wife, and that's my cat, cat. Meow. Meow, meow. <laughs> uh, no, welcome to another episode of Nerdyverse. Uh, if you're not familiar with this, but you are familiar with Nerd Herder, Nerd Herder is a podcast where we talk about Star Wars, and Nerdyverse is the show on the podcast about Star Wars that's not about Star Wars. It's everything else. Is that not confusing? Hope- are you not entertained? <laughs> uh, hopefully you will be entertained, and hopefully it's not as confusing, but basically... Uh, we are setting up this new series all about the things not Star Wars that we love and just talking about them. Same concept as Nerd Herder. It's just not Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully you're cool with that and you enjoy that. Uh, if not, I don't know. Uh, yeah. You know, get a, get a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Which everyone should do. I'm a big advocate for everyone needs therapy. That is true. That Especially is true. Especially with what's going on right now. Yep. So... Uh, yeah, last week was the first episode of this series, um, and uh, you introduced some of your favorite things, yeah. some of the things that will be appearing on this show in future episodes. And that's the whole point of these intros is to kind of show our nerd cards, um, show exactly what uh, other things than Star Wars we do love, because for two years we've been doing a podcast only about Star Wars, and we've been very known now in our circles as the Star Wars people. And we love that. That's awesome. Disney, if you want to pay our bills, that'd be great. It'd be fantastic. Uh, but we do love other things. Be and, our sugar daddy, Disney. Yeah, we are okay with that. Um, we rarely get the opportunity, though, to talk about other things. It's not that necessarily nobody wants to listen. Um, it's just that I think we've surrounded ourselves so much with Star Wars people that we kind of just weren't sure how the waters would respond. Um, but we also have now accumulated a lot of friends and listeners who uh spend time regularly not just talking about star wars and it kind of made us feel more comfortable and opened the door for us to do the same thus nerdyverse is born and so uh last week was your favorite things this week's some of my favorite things and this is all to preface and say hey here's some of the things that you will hear about uh at some point Mm -hmm. um and and again just to go ahead and put out there of hey we might like some other things um together other than star wars yeah um certainly if you normally listen to us clearly it's because you like star wars too uh but hopefully with these last couple of episodes it shows that we like other things and maybe you like them as well that that's the goal oh the first deep dive episode is gonna be a doozy yeah so next week starts actual nerdyverse episodes where we actually take one of the topics that we've some of what we've introduced and just start diving in and we will approach it from whatever angle we happen to be approaching it from and every yeah. week we'll alternate we'll take turns so much like episode one was you episode two is me mm-hmm. uh next week it's you and yeah. your topic and then next the week after then it starts on me and we talk about it and yeah, yeah. i feel um, like my episodes are going to be more like how about this yeah and mine are <laughs> apparently going to be a dissertation um, that's, that's your personality. <laughs> it is apparently. How about this? So, uh, but, and, you know, and maybe if we don't intersect on something that, you know, we both uh, like, then maybe we're introducing you to a new world of things you can like. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I mean. Yeah. We'll also be talking about stuff that we don't like sometimes. <laughs> yeah, the things that we like to not like. <laughs> yeah. Um, or the things that we like, but only when we acknowledge just how bad they are up front. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. But yeah, so if there's anything that pops out that you find interesting and you're just like, oh my gosh, this I love, I want to hear you talk about it, let us know. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, we're all over there at, at NerdHerder um, or NerdHerderCast, any variation of those things. But uh, if you just search NerdHerder, I mean, I, I appreciate the people that are like, you can find me at so-and-so-so-so-and-so, one seven eight nine ten twelve four one. Yeah. But I'm not going to remember that. I'm just going to search your name in the search bar that's conveniently placed in all social media and find you that way. So yeah. 
you can do that. Uh, we're not going to make you take notes or try and remember our handles. Just search Nerd Herder. There's two of them out there, and we're one of them. And I think you'll know because Chewbacca. <laughs> that That's us. Uh, yeah. So uh, find us on those and let us know if something pops up and you're just like, I need to hear you talk about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do take requests. Uh, we don't always listen, but we do take them. What are 1812? No. I'm not on that, that level. I, I don't nerd Either, on man. real history. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, and we've already asked our patrons um, and gotten some feedback there as well in terms of that. So that's already being directly put into the uh, Nerdyverse mill and already steering topics for the future. So uh, if you want to know more about our patron page, you can check out uh, what I'm sure is in the description below if I've done my job properly as a podcast person. So, but otherwise, uh, yeah, this episode... Um, I don't know why I'm, well, I'm building up, waiting for you to know. talk and introduce because it's hey John. apparently my episode. Hey, John. Hey, John. <laughs> yes. What you like? A lot, apparently. Oh, I, um, I've seen the volume of your list. Uh, yes, I have a Not list. Not the context, but the volume of it. Yes, I don't plan to get through everything. Uh, who knows? Um, I know you didn't get through nearly everything. Um, thank you to everybody that listened yeah. to last week. We were glad to see a really good first response. That was the first episode of a new series. Mm-hmm. And by and large, these first couple of episodes are literally just us saying, I like this thing and I like this thing and I like this thing. Um, but we're glad that apparently people are still wanting to listen to even just that. So, um, but uh, really, really, really can't wait to actually start talking about individual topics i've been i I know what mine is coming up soon i'm very excited and working hard on it you really are um and and that's the beauty (laughs) of bless you are you allergic to me no okay i'm allergic to cats weird oh that's bad because we have two of those (laughs) it's only a slight allergy it's fine um but also this robe yeah it's delightful Uh uh-huh and it tickled my nose there you go I'm glad you're comfortable. I'm very comfortable. That's the beauty of this kind of uh, hobby is it's audio only. Yeah. Uh, you even... don't get to see my giving up on life robe. <laughs> and the just, I'm, it's late Sunday and I just want to be comfortable robe. Yeah. I'm literally sitting in a chair like the throne right now robe. Hey, it's podcasting. It's meant to be casual. Yeah. So um, yeah, I can't wait for uh, the episodes coming up that are actual topics and everything. Um, and that, I mean, that's what our whole brand is built on in just deeply and detailably talking about the things we love. Yeah. Uh, and Nerdyverse is going to be no different than Nerd Herder in that. So if you like Nerd Herder, you should like Nerdyverse if you like other genres. Yeah. Uh, but again, if you're open-minded, maybe you'll find a new genre to love. Um, so, but yeah, so you ran down some of yours. I liked that you had a system in I your approach. I do not. I just have a list. Which is weird. I mean, I kind of have... You're the I person have it, who usually has a system. I have it categorized, but that's literally it. I don't have... I, I liked your whole um, starting from the bottom kind of... Now we're here? Yeah. yeah um, start, you know, because I did not expect you to start with Final Fantasy. I did not start with Final Fantasy. I started with Kingdom Hearts. Thank They're the much. same thing. <laughs> You're not wrong. I don't I'm know. I can't... I can barely tell I them apart. Um, big guys with big hair and big swords. That's all I know. Yeah. And they're <laughs> I, incredibly hard to tell apart. Yeah. Um, no, Final Fantasy is the one with the cats that uh, Jesse likes. So I should know that one. You should know that one. Hey, I man, know. I need more coffee to, to be able to tell those genres man, apart. I love the cactus, man. And that's about it. Um, but yeah, no, I did not expect you to start with something that you just kind of don't, don't like. like. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was an interesting place to start. Um I'm not going to be that cool. Yeah, John, what don't you like? <laughs> uh, let me look at my list and see if there's anything specific. Um, you don't like, uh, you don't like zucchini. Uh, yeah, I don't. But food isn't generally going to be a topic on this show. Um, okay, so I guess in that aspect, the only thing that would really be much of a, I'm not a huge fan of this, but we're talking about it anyway. Um, just because it's like that one cousin that you don't like, but you know, if your uncle and aunt come over, they're going to bring their cousin. Yeah. Um, but you know, so it's like, you like them, but not the kid. Uh, and that would be the second trilogy of Bay Transformer films. 
um, the Michael Bay directed films. So the first, I split them up in um, trilogies, although um, I think the second one's not a trilogy. It's just four and five, right? I don't know, man. I stopped paying attention. Um, Yeah, I think it is. I think I lumped Bumblebee in there, but that one's not a disappointment. Bumblebee was an incredible film. It's a great movie. Um, the So there's the first three, uh, which, by the way, the first one came out in 2007, which every time I remember that is incredibly phenomenal to me. I remember seeing that in the theaters. Oh, yeah. Um, it It's so crazy that I've reached a point where that matters. Yeah. Um, like <laughs> the date of things, it, it affects me on a deep soul level. Um but uh, yeah, I love the first three films. I love Transformers yeah. in general. Um, was Bernie Mac's last movie. Uh, close to it. I think he had a little bit of work after, but I think it might have been his near to last movie. It was pretty close to when he passed, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Sorry, same year. Um, yeah, I, I I grew up really enjoying uh, Transformers, um, which uh, I don't know that that's entirely uh, unknown. Genre uh, or or series or anything, but I mean the premise is it's giant transforming robots from space. Transformers, and it's been going on since the eighties. It started there and has a very yeah. rich background of um, you know international marketing and toy branding. That's the whole reason we got this awesome show. Um, it introduced me to many voice actors that I absolutely love. Some of which I've gotten to meet, which is still phenomenal to me. That was just. Uh, quite the experience. Um, what introduced you to Transformers? Um, I think I just happened to have a show on that had a commercial for it. I'm trying to remember. I think it was Cartoon Network that showed the um, series back in like, I think it would have been 2001 or two. Um, I was watching something else, but a commercial for Transformers at that time, Transformers Armada. Mm-hmm. Um it's been going on since the 80s, and there's several series, which is part of what we'll talk about. Um, but uh, that was came on a commercial, and I remember my mom just being like, wow, they're still making Transformers. Uh, and that intrigued me. I'm just like, what do you mean they're still making Transformers? What is this thing? Isn't that new? And um, so my mom just kind of gave me the rundown on Transformers. And that had me interested enough to check out the series that was at that time new, which was Armada. Yeah. So it was one of these things of like, wow, this sounds interesting. I want to try it. And I really liked that show. And um, it was the early days of YouTube when a lot of stuff just got put on YouTube and there was no protection. And so um, I was able to yeah. go on after and just consume past Transformers. Full episodes, entire shows. I watched the entire original uh, 1984 series. I remember watching Beast Wars that way. Um, the internet gave me my, you know, love of, of Transformers because of that. And so it was really, it was a good time, but I do, I'm glad that there are stipulations on what can be put on and consumed on YouTube now, just legally. And, yeah. you know, also the people that work on that kind of stuff and deserve the money for their work on that stuff, um, you know, support legal distribution of things don't just mm-hmm. find ripped media of anime and all this other like watch it legally yeah that's if, the best way to respect the people who make it exactly if you really love something watch it legally because it pays those people uh it might not be much but it's still something okay mm-hmm. so uh, i mean peter cullen is still getting transformers checks don't get me like seriously oh, yeah. um so yeah so it was kind of just a happy accident of hey, this sounds interesting. Apparently my mom used to watch these. Yeah. Uh, and then just going from there. I feel like your mom's going to come up a lot on this podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, so many things are honestly just because of kind of her opening a door uh, and also also just her being supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, she was just very supportive and very patient with things I loved and would just sit there endlessly to me just ranting and talking about it. She loved the Michael Bay movies. She, she really did. did. Um, she loved Ironhide. <laughs> and she would get so into the movies and into the fight scenes. And it was just so fun. She loved Transformers. And she loved the Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah, she liked ac- She loved action movies. She was not a typical girl growing up and not a typical woman. And she yeah. loved action movies. She, I mean, she's why I love Arnold Schwarzenegger as well. Sylvester Stallone, um, Bruce Willis. Yeah. Um, one of her favorites was Cynthia Rothrock. I mean, you know, like 
these big name, uh, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, like all of these people of these just very hokey sometimes B-movie action flicks. Mm -hmm. She loved them. And it was generally, if we were watching movies, it was those kinds of movies. And say what you will about certain qualities. uh, And even I have qualms with the Bay movies, all of them. They're not perfect, sure. Um, But you... So you can't tell me I can't have fun watching them yeah. unless you're talking about uh, which got me on which what introduced this the uh, the last two of the base stuff yeah which is uh, Age of Extinction and the Last Night um, Transformers four and five basically those were the only two no we saw the four. last one that's what killed it yeah we saw we that we went that. on a date to see that uh, <laughs> it we was went not we that. went for my birthday it was the worst <laughs> we almost got <laughs> we, a divorce we no. drove no we drove an hour to a theater. Just to see this, uh, because I, I did. I loved the Bay movies. I really, yeah. I still to this day love those movies. And we were so pumped for Grimlock. Oh yeah, it was it was a lot of excitement, and um, it turned into a lot of disappointment. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the the next one kind of same thing, and um, the people that worked on those, some of which being ILM. Um, absolutely amazing work. The The technical work is still amazing. There's oh, a yeah. lot to still praise, um, but there's a lot that was, it just became blatant cash grabs. And mm-hmm. there was a lot of disrespect to the franchise. In, 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 and by that, I mean, just a matter of just making a movie for the sake of a movie. Um, anyone who makes a movie about something you love, um, if they made a Legend, Legend of Zelda movie. Please don't. And just outright, just really didn't honor story beats. And I'm not talking about uh, Ironhide's supposed to be red, not black. He's a van, not a pickup truck. Like, yeah. I'm not talking about that. Make Ironhide cool, please, because he's a cool character. Yeah. But I'm talking about straight up just knocking off characters with no real, like, yeah. Dave Batista plays Ganon. Oh, uh, it's just. And he's just like. It's a lot of decisions that clearly they just wanted to make a movie. Yeah. And the work wasn't put in to make a good movie. And yeah. and you see that in some of the numbers. The only reason Age of Extinction did good is because internationally it went well. And that was because so much of it was shot uh, overseas and, and whatnot. I won't say exactly where, but I know uh, Korea gave them a lot of money <laughs> uh, yes. in international release. Sales. So it was literally only because it featured mm-hmm. heavily overseas. And yeah. it was, I mean, well, it's like the, uh, the, um, the second one mm-hmm. um, was huge in Israel because uh, Jordanians mm-hmm. were featured. Jordanian military was featured in that film. And so it was a big thing of like this whole, like, we're going to see like the whole, all of them, everyone nationally yeah. agreed. We're going to see this movie because it's, and our military is in it for 10 seconds. It's <laughs> like when uh, Clint Eastwood filmed a movie in Savannah. Everybody in Savannah went to see it. Exactly. Had to. Uh, ab- absolutely. So, um, but you know, all that to say, I, although those movies aren't the greatest, I do, I do love those. And I love, I love Transformers. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's got everything from just fun uh, 80s um, TV show to legit, like, uh, like... Shia LaBeouf? Yeah. <laughs> I love Shia LaBeouf, though. So I, I feel like people will judge me for that, but I really enjoy him. Shia LaBeouf has had a rough couple <clears throat> of years, but he's still, like, so well-loved to us. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Transformers has been in so many... Uh, variety of genre that there's something in the 40 years going on now mm-hmm. of transformers that somebody should love there there's something in there for somebody to love yeah. um if you like weird al oh yeah uh yeah he appears twice he, yeah. he's lived long enough and had a great enough career that he's appeared twice in transformers i just love the fact that they used dare to be stupid in that movie oh yeah like in the well it was an 80s movie yeah it, Transformers, the movie, the original, is very much an 80s movie, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I, I mean, I still collect some of the Transformers figures um, and everything, it, which shouldn't be a surprise because we collect Star Wars and we've been we've yeah. shown that off pretty boldly. Um, but, yeah, I, I love – that was some of my favorite stuff growing up, too, as a kid, mm-hmm. was I love technical stuff. I don't like just 
move yeah. the arms, move the head, couple of accessories. I like Transformers because they're like Rubik's Cube toys, man. Mm-hmm. Like you've got a robot and then you've got a car. It, like it's it's a toy with a purpose. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't play, you can just transform it multiple times. I've oh, yeah. kept kids busy. I, I have Transformers at my desk to keep kids busy. When they get in trouble, I bring them to my desk and I just sit them down with the Transformer and say, you're going to sit here and play with that for five minutes. I want yeah. you to figure out how to change it. They are so quiet. They're so <laughs> like you gave that kid a mission. Like you gave our niece her first transfer. Oh gosh, yeah. This last time she that we loved went it. to spend time with them, mm-hmm. and she went nuts. Oh yeah, um, it's so great. Yeah, I I, I really enjoy Transformers, uh, the Bay movies, all of that good stuff. So yeah, I mean there there you go. That was a good that was a good way to introduce. Yeah. So uh, Transformers will definitely be on there. Lots to talk about. Um, many series so many series um again it's going on 40 years of transformers and every version mm-hmm. of it is similar yet different enough that it's it's its own beloved thing worth talking about sounds like something else what um, i just dramatically looked at your red ranger and it didn't like, oh yeah i mean i could talk about power rangers <laughs> uh Let's I talk can, about whatever you want babe i have no i have no plan i just spent like 12 minutes talking about space robot cartoons so (laughs) you haven't even talked about all your favorite space robots uh what do you mean oh yeah gundam yeah oh yeah uh well i can do power rangers and then gundam i'm not leading you i promise it's fine i am okay with it um again i staring at your collections and i'm like oh yeah that's (laughs) that's how i made most of my list was i was just looking around like oh yeah i could talk about that oh yeah that for like (laughs) 20 minutes when we decided to do this we sat down and we looked around the room at stuff that we love because we have we are surrounded by our many collections so yes at your bequest i did not do a thing <laughs> no it's fine uh, I, I again i'm man i am a man with no plan so uh yeah i like i liked power rangers growing up um i've not kept up with that necessarily uh, i love it out yeah. of nostalgia it's one of those things like it's a show that when it comes up or when it's on a TV behind us at Red Robin, mm-hmm. you immediately launch into it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, usually it's new stuff, but yeah. it starts me off on things I actually like. I, I It's much like Pokemon in that I grew up loving it and I still like it out of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like my Power Rangers. I like my Pokemon. I don't I I'm not up to date. And I don't mean that in a boomer way. Yeah. I just I mean, I, I like what I consumed Mm -hmm. anything after that i just i don't know i'm not into it i remember Um, when game boys had no color (laughs) yeah so if if i didn't play it on a pokemon game i don't know about it dude i yeah you know um i only watched the original uh series and by that Mm -hmm. it's the um the original kanto run and then Mm -hmm. the indigo league the ones with um uh hoenn or mm-hmm. I can't remember what the second region is. It's the one with like Cyndaquil, Quilava. I think that's Hoenn. I think so. So basically it's, I mean, it, they treat it essentially like it's um, a part of the same, like season two. Yeah. Um, and in terms of the games, it would be uh, red, yellow, green. Yeah. And um, then uh, gold and silver. And we watched it on WB Kids, like yep. good Christian children. <laughs> So uh, those are the only shows I watched, but I played up until uh, Ruby, Emerald, and Sapphire. Yeah. Um, that was the last Pokemon games I've played and completed. And that was that was it. I completed every game I played. Didn't you play Heart Gold? Or was that just... Well, yeah, but that's just gold. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's the same game. It's just <laughs> for DS. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really. that was... I mean, that was the latest I played because I got a DS and I got a DS specifically because I was like, oh my, I can re-experience uh, yeah. old Pokemon that and way. I never played it again. Well, I finished it. Yeah. I mean, Pokemon's just not one of those rewarding do it again series to me as far as games. I mm-hmm. Once you get there, you get there. Um, that's what I appreciate of what I'm hearing of newer games that are incorporating more than just beat all the gyms, beat the guy, and you're done. Oh yeah. Like the, the last one was very interesting from a story point because mm-hmm. you're not like... You're not grinding gym, grinding gym, grinding mm-hmm. gym. Like there's an actual competition going on up until the Elite Four. It's very interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's smart because it, again, it gets that playability out mm-hmm. of new players that it didn't get out of me. So, um, 
but yeah, Power Rangers very much the same way where after I stopped watching Power Rangers is where I stopped with Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, but of those, I still really enjoy those and um, obviously still have opinions about them. Mm-hmm. And now that Hasbro's, um, you know, collector minded, they have these six inch series they do. And, you know, of course, for Star Wars, that's Black Series. For uh, Power Rangers, that's Legacy and um since they've been doing that i've been i've been collecting that because i didn't really grow up with power rangers toys and that's a whole new era of collecting for me because it's that thing of holy crap i loved this as a kid and you know now i can kind of put it on a shelf and and have it and appreciate it and yeah um it's my thing with tmnt figures yeah i mean it you know it's certain things um are collected for being cool some things are collected simply out of nostalgia and that's power rangers for me um i love i love the original series and everything but i enjoyed up to um i want to say spd is the last thing i watched and i watched it because there was a dog yeah that's the one with the dog boy. yeah it's a it's so spd is uh basically a story where the power rangers are the police force uh but their police force is kind of not credit because yeah. Basically, they're the emergency response. They're everything. Yes. They're ambulance. They're uh, police. Okay. They're all of it. Imagine wrapped in Paw one. Patrol, but with power. <laughs> right, and well, quite literally, because the chief of SPD is a, a dog. dog. <laughs> He's he looks like a, a German Shepherd, it's an like a, a space German, and and that's part of his name, I think. Um, uh, so yeah, it's basically just future. It, it's an yeah. interesting approach versus the usual. Hey, here's these five sometimes six or sometimes three sometimes a kid mystic ranger people it's no here's a force of like yeah. no these are the best of the best of people that help people that's such a, a an amazing twist to power rangers lore yeah it's interesting. i really appreciated it and it was really interesting and um no his name uh his name's like doggy something <laughs> yeah his first name's like doggy something uh I, all i know is i really fell in love with his yeah. story and um i gotta leave enough to talk about later but it was just a really good series and again it only pulled me in because it did something super weird yeah um meanwhile my <laughs> my experience with power rangers is my movie Morphin and then the movie <laughs> yeah uh i'm not a huge fan of the movie um we'll talk about it yeah i like <laughs> it's all right um power rangers is one of those things i don't think should get movies because it wasn't made for movie um you know i feel the same way about a lot of anime and it's meant to be a long form story over several chapters or episodes it's not meant to be a one adventure kind of thing because you can't do enough is the power rangers movie entertaining absolutely incredibly are the dragon ball z movies entertaining absolutely do i like them in comparison to the shows that originated them nah the shows are better um they but that's the credit they get more time with the characters they get um also i feel you know the shows aren't american um they're japanese super sentai series that are redubbed and recast for american distribution um and it's not to say that the american cast doesn't do anything now the movie was all american they did work with um uh oh my gosh i don't can't remember the name of the uh company but uh saban worked with the original distributors yeah for the ability to do that it was done you know with permission and everything but that was the first real american power rangers mm-hmm. um i feel like it's purer when it's using what already exists in the sentai series yeah there's an incredible bit about it in the toys that made us yeah um it really explores some of that and and i mean man if you really get into the interesting differences there's a oh my gosh super super huge differences between shows um like yeah. one of the most significant the white ranger the white ranger is not the cool guy it's an annoying kid that gets accidentally ranger powers it's basically that blue kid from turbo that nobody likes and <laughs> except he's actually entertaining because he's a cute uh, little japanese kid not yeah bucky i don't know i just <laughs> he's such an <laughs> annoying kid i did not like um Oh gosh, it's uh, Turbo. Yeah, Power Rangers Turbo. I didn't like that. That was the only other movie I think they made too was the Turbo movie, which had Tommy as the Red Ranger, and he immediately was just like, you know what? 
I don't think I'm coming back. And they recast <laughs> it. But the cool thing is that gave us our first African-American lead ranger, too. Yes. Uh, also, SPD had a black guy um, for their lead ranger as well. Mm-hmm. And that's really significant. Yeah. You don't have the black guys, the black ranger or green ranger. Like, it. Do I think it was on purpose? No. Did it start a little bit of a trend? Yes. If you did not look like the cool, awesome, you know, dude of the type, yeah. um, like Jason, Rocky, or Tommy, you weren't, you you didn't cut it. So to have yeah. a black guy step in that role uh, and to lead well and, and to be given as much credit as Tommy would have gotten was mm-hmm. pretty significant for the early 2000s. Tommy was also every girl's first crush. Uh, I mean, so was, so was Kimberly. Kimberly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, the only two original Rangers with a still decent career, honestly, though. Right? I mean, uh, Austin St. James is kind of coming back, which is nice and everything. Um, mm-hmm. Billy's actor is explainable. He went through a lot of crap. He went through so much. Um, baby. you know, uh, Johnny Young Bosch, who's the second black Ranger and my preferred, I know that's sacrilegious, but I loved Adam uh, he's got a great career with anime and everything. So, Johnny so Bosch has been in so much. You, you, you're starting to kind of peek in and see yeah. exactly how Power Rangers gets to stay relevant in, yeah. in my heart and mind and everything. You're also listening to a real-time conversation between us. Oh, yeah. Because like, we talk about this all the time. It's just not on mic. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, I love Power Rangers out of nostalgia, and um, I don't have much... In the way of collecting transform or uh, collecting um, Power Rangers, but I'm I'm yeah. slowly working on it because it's <clears throat> again stuff I didn't have that I I get the chance to have now, and I I kind of I kind of like being able to do that, um, you know, because uh, and I think we talked about collecting at one point, but a big mm-hmm. part of it's like having this sort of freeze frame of something I love, yeah, you know, that I can I mean I can't always watch a movie or I can't always, um do stuff, but I can look at my shelf and automatically be like, gosh, Boba Fett's cool. Or, (laughs) you know, like I can look at my shelf to any of the things I collect and be like, man, I love this thing. Yeah. I turn around and I look and I'm like, yeah, Leonardo's the leader in blue. And then, um, and I'm very much a museum curator. I mean, I, I can, you can tell a story about every single thing in our collection. Gosh, darn it. Test me on this. And I, I, there's not many things that I exaggerate. Um, and that's not one of them. Mm-hmm. I, I seriously have a story oh, yeah. for everything. And if anybody comes through, that's that's part of my collecting is I yeah. love being able to point to something physically representing an emotional story for me. Uh, like, you know, like that. I mean, I have my first and only childhood Power Ranger up there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the only White Ranger um, that I had. And um, it's a cheap little uh, McDonald's version. It's not an actual figure. And I found it in the garbage. I collected toys that I was able to find out of the garbage because I'm a little gremlin, apparently. (laughs) Um, Look, people threw away stuff that I loved, and I was just like, you know what, dog? Man, I I was a living, breathing example of one man's trash is another man's treasure because – uh, you know, I remember finding that and um, I, all I remember, my mom was just like, you just better clean that. Like, yeah. <laughs> you better not get tetanus from a Power Ranger toy. <laughs> um, but yeah, it like, and that's why I still have it is because it was that significant of something I wanted forever. I only got because I found it in the trash. Mm-hmm. Like that was the only way as a kid I was getting that. Yeah. And, you know, part of it's just down to growing up in the time when Power Rangers was new and popular. Mm-hmm. It was so hard to get stuff. Oh, dude. We grew up in, like, a golden age of cartoons. We grew up in a golden age of toy commercials. Mm -hmm. Like, all of this stuff that was so kind of inaccessible Mm -hmm. to, you know, certain parts of the community. Mm -hmm. Like, you could only get certain toys if if your parents had money. Yeah, you had to be there... Um, you had to, yeah. you had to be able to look for it. Yeah, it depended on where you are too. I mean, down in the South, we've always had troubles, I think with stocks Oh yeah. on, I mean, if it's just not your typical toys, if it's not your typical kind of, I don't even know how to describe it, but like, I mean, for all intents and purposes, yeah. it was still very not American when Power Rangers first came out. Yeah. Uh, Gundam, I could not get that in stores hardly because I'm not saying it was kept away because it was Japanese, but it had problems with getting in stores when it was first coming out and everything. And yeah, and there's also the idea of it's too complicated. Yeah, it's just a lot of this isn't for kids. This isn't for yeah. American kids. Uh, and I'm not saying that's everywhere. I'm not saying that's the whole opinion. But growing up down, you know, down in Georgia, 
that was a lot of yeah. what made it difficult to get some get some of these uh, toys and collectibles and things. Um, it's much like I can walk into Barnes and Noble and buy a Gundam now. Again, I can walk into most stores and find Power Ranger toys of Power Rangers I grew up loving. Mm-hmm. You, I couldn't do that. There was no yeah. way I could do that growing up. So, well, there's even like Star, or there's even Dragon. Ball oh yeah, Dragon. Uh, same thing. Naruto. Mm-hmm. Same thing. So where like I, I'm, I'm very appreciative of the collecting market and that things are still happening in the market and that things have changed. Um, but you know, certain things still stay. Like I still have, you know, speaking of Dragon Ball, I still have my first um, Vegeta figure yeah. uh, there. He um, stands at the top of our Christmas tree every Christmas. <laughs> yes. Uh, I got him at the Salvation Army uh, thrift store. And that was the reason I got into Dragon Ball, honestly, is I heard about it forever. And then I found this figure. And I was just like, I wanted to be the kid that could be like, yeah, I've got, I've got a Vegeta figure. So I got it to brag and then ended up realizing dang it, I don't have any street cred because I don't know anything about <laughs> Dragon Ball. And so I just started, um, again, early YouTube, yeah. I just started looking up stuff and eventually consumed it all uh, and then eventually started to own manga and, and, and uh, DVDs and VHSs. I still have some VHSs. Um, mm-hmm. And so it, it eventually I became a fan out of that. Uh, but, you know, it, it started small with with almost accidental, you know, happenings. Um, but yeah, it's another thing of where I have, I have the first of a lot of things uh, because of the story behind it. And that's most of collecting yeah. for me is the stuff behind it. And that's when we first got together and I went to your house for the first time, that was something that stunned me was your collection. <laughs> number one, the volume of it. And then you had a story about every single one. Mm-hmm. And that's not exaggerating, like and you said. It's, it's not to say that if you don't, yeah. if that's not why, if you collect to collect, that's yeah. perfectly fine. That doesn't make me better. Or It's just yeah. the reason I collect. Yeah. I think everybody has a reason they collect. I think scalpers are the garbage of the earth, but they still collect. Yeah. Um, everybody has a reason. Their yeah. reason is to make money and to hurt the souls of people that actually love the franchises. Yeah, they, uh, they do but... it to <laughs> steal candy from babies. I'm being brutal because I'm uncaffeinated, but... You we know, don't enjoy scalpers yeah. around here. When you, when you when you yeah. collect because you love something and you constantly have to compete with people that collect to make a profit, it's so difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody that collects Funko can probably attest to that. So, oh, I mean, yeah. even some Star Wars collectors can attest to that. Oh, I yeah. Mean, I recently left our Funko group. Yeah, like, it's just, it's rough. Yeah. Um, you know, the intentions of people and everything. But it's a, it's a reason not to judge people. I mean, yeah. you could, oh, you you know, buying toys, collecting toys at your age, shouldn't you just be a sad, depressed adult and like the rest <laughs> of us? You never know why people do things. Um, you know, again, our a big reason for us is childhood nostalgia. It's a matter of, you know, and again, it's like, it, it really is like freeze frames of parts of my childhood, uh, whether it's original pieces or not. I've, I've recollected some things over time as well. Um, but it's a matter of being able to you know, it's almost like a showcase. Like if, you know, I talk to like I referenced a museum curator earlier, but like literally it's like a museum of moments throughout my life because of stupid yeah. toys and weird shows and everything. But regardless, everything has a memory yeah. and you could look at it as just toys or you can, you know, look at it from my perspective in that it's a little bit of me. Yeah. Do you have like a Holy Grail golden ticket item that you wish that you had gotten when you were younger. Like mine would be the turtle bus from the commercials. Mm-hmm. Is there anything like that that stands out to you? Uh, well, I mean, I've mentioned the um, old school AT-AT before. That's mm-hmm. still a Holy Grail. Uh, I've it. never owned an AT-AT and <laughs> we have a popcorn bucket. Uh, never grew. Yeah. That's <laughs> uh, every time I can get a pseudo ATAT. I have a popcorn bucket. I have a little mini Lego one. I have a big Lego one. I have the model kit. I have one of the old micro machines. I have everything but a three and three quarter inch figure scale ATAT. Yeah. Um, looking. It, it's just out. It's just that it's just either I find it online or something for too much, or I can never find it. Um, even in the comic book shops and in the, I don't want, I mean, I could get one quicker if I didn't want complete or good condition, but I kind of do because I want to be able to keep it for a a long time. I don't want something that's 
not in good condition that mm-hmm. won't last. Because I, I mean, eventually I'd like to pass it on. So, um, ATATs. But because this is not a Star Wars centered podcast, um, we've talked about dragons wars before. Well, I never owned. I, I owned. <laughs> so, the original dragon sword. Um, could separate into parts because it yeah. could combine onto the main Megazord. Um, I owned the bottom half of one <laughs> from the Salvation <laughs> Army thrift store because my mom found it and was like, this is this is Power Rangers, right? And it's like, yeah, it's the most of it. Um, so I owned the legs and tail of the Dragon Sword <laughs> growing up. Um, I, I much prefer the Green Ranger over the White Ranger. And the dragon sword over the tiger sword. I know that's almost sacrilegious. The tigers are Here's cool, the thing. Though. I love the green and red ranger version of Tommy more than I like the white ranger. I'll even say I love the green, red, and black version of Tommy's ranger than mm-hmm. uh, the white. I don't know why. I just, I think that those are moments where he got, he wasn't just the accessory ranger. Yeah. White, white ranger was full on. He was motivational speaker, Tommy. He, yeah, moment. well, I grew up, I loved Rocky. Mm-hmm. Rock, Red Ranger Rocky was my guy. I named a dog after him, okay? <laughs> like, I loved Rocky. I got to meet Rocky. Yeah. Um, it was in the Walmart parking lot in Savannah growing up. There's they, a picture. There is. I, I, I wore my oh, costume. You had a little rat tail. I, it was amazing. It was, I, I wore my costume. And there's a scene of me and him doing a ninja. Like I was, I was young, Gosh. young, young enough that I could just walk up to a dude in performance and yeah. get away with it. We need to find that picture and put it on the. Oh Instagram. gosh, it was so awesome. So, um, I, I just I really liked uh, Rocky, and so um, to have uh, to have the Red Ranger kind of usurped um, as the leader, and for every solution to be just call Tommy. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying those aren't still fun episodes. Yeah, it's just I wasn't a fan of that dynamic. I liked it better when it was much more team associated. Which sometimes it still had those moments when they wanted to show off the cool Megazords combining and everything. But like early or um, early good guy Ranger Tommy when he was still the Green Ranger, yeah. working with um, the uh, the rest of the Rangers, I thought was way cooler. Yeah. Um, you know, so uh, Rocky was my favorite. Uh, I liked Tommy. But uh, eventually when the, the series kicked to the next one, Zeo, which is my favorite series, um, Tommy's the Red Ranger in that one, when he got to be the appropriate leader, mm-hmm. much better. And guess what? Jason shows up and now he's the, the rescue ranger. He's, he's yeah. the gold ranger. And oh my gosh, the black and gold. Good God, that's beautiful. Like <laughs> white and gold, psh, that's not cool. Black and gold, that's, that's legit. I think I just made a connection in my brain that uh, I don't think you realize. What? Do you think that Raphael is the leader because he has a red bandana? <laughs> and you, you automatically think that red is leader because of Power Rangers? I mean, Optimus Prime is red. I'm, you know, I'm, I, I think that uh, Raphael's intentions and okay. uh, character proves he is the leader. He doesn't but need the not, title. He, he doesn't need the title. He's not as a leader. But he acts like one. I'm not trained as a leader, but I act like one. This is an ongoing argument <laughs> in our marriage. Put in Raf- Raphael is the appropriate leader of the turtles. No, he's not. Leonardo is. Raphael's just cause, too. Just because Daddy has favorites and puts the blue one in charge doesn't make it right. His favorite is Donatello. Let's be real. Nobody's favorite's Donatello. Except My favorite's you. Donatello. <laughs> Apparently, April's isn't from that one show where a turtle tried to get in on a relationship with a girl. <laughs> the uh, the Nickelodeon one. I thought that's that was the one. weirdest edition. It, it was cute. Uh. <laughs> they made Donnie so cute in that one. I guess. He had a tooth gap. Uh, he's played by uh, Rob Paulson in that one. Yes, he which is. I think he makes a much better Donatello than he does uh, Raphael. I mean, um, the voice is there. He, he does I, a good I, it's the, voice. It's all in the voice. It's it's all in the voice. Yeah. He does a good accent for Raphael, but yeah. the gruff... I mean, again, I grew up with like the 90s movie and the 2003 series where... Yeah. Raphael had a deep voice and, and you know I'll say Sean Astin is a surprisingly good Raphael yep he did, I think he did a great job Seth Green's a good um uh Leonardo yeah yeah 
he does a great job as Leonardo. And I love the story that they put in of him getting kicked in the throat. And that's why his voice changes. Yeah, I just had to change, change it up a little bit. Welcome to the TMNT podcast where we talk about nothing but Teenage Mutant Ninja Well, Turtles. I mean, you got, you got to talk about it. I think I mentioned it. But yeah, I mean, I, I grew up enjoying the, the turtles as well. Yeah. So, um, But yes, uh, Red, the Red Ranger usually is the coolest of the group. I'm just saying. And we made a connection. So um, now I know. But now the black and gold. like So like my two black favorite rangers are the black and golds. So you've got Jason from Zeo. Um, and then you've got the Magna Defender from Lost Galaxy, which is my second favorite. And it's got the best intro ever. It is a good intro. Oh my god. Lost Galaxy. Oh my gosh. Do you think that's where your love of metal came from? Uh, probably, dude. Um, I mean, no, that's another thing for my mom. But, um, <laughs> but oh my gosh. The the intros for Power Rangers got you freaking pumped. I, really? Oh yeah. my gosh. So... I, but yeah i think i think that's a I, Dude. i've talked about only two things in this <laughs> keep moving i'm sorry <laughs> okay so what else did your mother implant in your brain <laughs> see you would think that this would be uh an easy segue into something else but so um, much stuff i was gonna say a lot actually you mentioned fast and furious and we've actually mentioned before that we love those movies oh yeah um that will definitely come up because uh, I'm not a big fan of too many. I feel like the series I love are huge franchise kind of brands. Because yeah. um, you've really into that Mission are kind Impossible of relatable. Movie. Well, even Mission Impossible, I'll put up there with like. So I'm thinking I, it's just certain things now. I've got this new list of like, these aren't sci-fi. These aren't like huge fandoms. Um, like they're just not conventions just for these things. Uh, but I really like them because there's so many things that I love that have huge global followings. And I know other things have followings, but I just, I kind of attribute just they're over here kind of like underground a little bit. Um, but Fast and Furious is one of them. I, I really love those. Mission Impossible series is another one. Now uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, apparently. apparently. I, I love those movies. Um, never watched them until a few days ago. And I mean, I tried watching the first one and I was not interested mm -hmm. and, um, I just never gave any of the others a chance. Turns out they are great. Um, I, I just can't explain why I enjoy them, but I think they're really good. The music's amazing. The action is phenomenal. Uh, the effects are actually really, really good in oh, yeah. those, uh, ILM by the way. And I, like, it's just a lot of wow, I, the, I was missing out. This is really good. Why did I not give this a chance? Yeah, that's a good point. We we both enjoy VFX. Mm -hmm. Oh, very yeah. Very much so. Both practical That can and be CGI. the only reason we like something. Oh, yeah. But it's it's a reason for us in oh, terms yeah. of, oh, this was a horrible movie, but dang, those effects. Michael or, Bay. oh, my gosh, the work they did. What? Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, yeah. though, um, I mean, if you can't – I'm not saying you directly, but like if people can't at least appreciate that because he has a vision and yeah. he refuses to let anyone say he can't do it. Yeah. Like he's a much more chauvinistic, aggressive version of George Lucas in some ways. Not as brilliant. Yeah. Do like You're God, no. not as brilliant. <laughs> it, it's like that that sketch from Robot Chicken. Uh oh gosh, yeah. don't even I'm don't not. please don't. I won't. <laughs> it's it's accurate. Um yeah, like uh he he did a lot to be able to make the Transformers movies happen. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, but yeah, I mean, if nothing else for the later movies, they're the pretty to look incredible. at. Like we talked about it when we were watching them recently, where we were looking at the Transformers themselves and being like, there are so many parts moving, mm -hmm. but every single one of them you can see has a purpose. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, and, the, and arguably the, detriment to the transformers movies is that they were just too big and had too many groups of people working on them mm -hmm. because that was the thing is you had the visual effects over here doing something uh they believed in and off of notes they got um turns out michael bay's over here doing something else yeah and then turns out the set directors are over here doing like and then hasbro's kind of just like uh you know you didn't say any too bad words did you like there just was not enough collaboration amongst the groups because that is such a big movie and it took so many there's actually two major mm -hmm. uh visual effects companies that make the effects for the transformers but 
like it's just a lot of not working yeah. together that's why i mean they had to redesign megatron part of the way through production um there there's just there's a lot that happens and it's yeah all down to if you guys had just worked more closely together like because there's certain things where like they design a character they some of the visual effects and concept artists um were just told design a transformer yeah that goes then to the story department and they're like, well, we want this character to be in this. So like we want Soundwave to be in this. All right. They tried twice before they eventually finally got Soundwave in there. Um, so, uh, well, this one looks scary. Let's make that one Soundwave. Then that yeah. goes to Hasbro and Hasbro's like, hey, Soundwave can't be a helicopter, guys. You can't do that. Yeah. Okay. Well, give us a list of helicopter ro- robots then. <laughs> yeah, like that's how they came to name Blackout was basically they tried to just name like it's frustrating because you've got people that don't get it and they just think these are just names and people will just be okay to see, oh, Soundwave's there and it won't matter what he looks like yeah. or all this other stuff. Soundwave is a cassette player, by the way. Yeah. Um, and so it's just, it's frustrating yeah. in how easy it could have been to make them so much better than they were. And I say that as someone who liked yeah. a lot about them. And also your favorite Transformer. Yeah, Soundwave is the best Transformer. Soundwave Superior. Wow. I mean, he says it himself. You got a point. Yeah. I mean, he is the coolest. Any Transformer with little Transformers living inside them, coolest. That's why I love Headmasters. The head is literally a robot. It's two robots for the price of one. It's amazing. Let's move on. (laughs) Um, So, uh, yeah. So, Mission Impossible, you mentioned. um, Fast and Furious, really enjoy those. Indiana Jones is up there as well. Pacific Rim. Um, I love Pacific Rim. Those are kind of ones out there I put like, those don't have huge, huge, huge followings, but I love them. We love giant robots. Uh, we do. Um, uh, uh, Pacific Rim is a bit of a twofer because it's giant robots and kaiju. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the only good American kaiju film. I agree. Um, which is impressive and good job. Um, I want to say George R. R. Martin. I know that's not right. The it other, is absolutely not George R. R. Martin. The other big weird one. Guillermo del Toro. There we go. Totoro-san, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't remember. I just know they're both weird guys. Um, I forgot to put him on my list. Oh, uh, Guillermo del Toro? Yes. He's oh, yeah. my favorite director. A lot of good movies. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he had a really good vision and they played it out very well for the first one. Yeah. Second one we haven't seen, so I can't I can't attest. We're but. afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it's I, it's fine, but it it's just got it got John made Boyega. to get it got made to get made. That that would be the only reason we actually sit down and watch it is just yep. to watch John Boyega do his thing because mm-hmm. we love him so dearly. Um, but uh, I love kaiju movies, so um, yeah, I love uh, Godzilla. I grew up on Godzilla as well. That was another thing of mm-hmm. just like, you know. Uh, my mom working at the Salvation Army, she brought stuff home all the time, like yeah. VH movies, all the like the reason I found out about Terminator, she brought me home. My mom brought me home the Terminator movies to watch at a very young and inappropriate age. You were like six. <laughs> because she knew I liked Arnold Schwarzenegger. The reason I did was because I'd seen movies like Total Recall and Commando and so many more that I should not have seen you out of definitely yeah. should not have seen Total Recall. Oh gosh. Um Honestly though, I turned out fine and <laughs> I attribute You turned out. Yeah, I attribute my mom's very casual attitude about it to a reason I didn't care growing up about a lot of things and yeah. I wasn't scared of a lot of the usual kid stuff. I wasn't you know, uh, I'm not saying it made me the super mature person, but I, like yeah. She just did not, she wasn't scared of watching things with me and showing me and talking to me about things. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think that's the reason I grew up loving some of the genres I grew up loving because it was just like any other movie to just me. Just a movie. Yeah, it, it was yeah. on par with, I mean, and that's the thing is the same mom that would sit there and watch Power Rangers and all this other stuff with me watched Alien and uh, Friday the 13th and all of this other stuff. And, yeah. but it was no different. It wasn't treated like, this um sacrilegious scary bad thing it was a matter of let's watch a movie and if you have questions we'll talk about it like it that's it and um so but uh yeah one of the things she brought home once what the first uh movie i watched of godzilla was godzilla versus the sea monster uh which is uh the american title of it 
No, not, not the sea uh, monster. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... What is it, Megan? It's Gamera? No. It's, it's... You don't know their name. They're, you do not know their okay, name. Okay, is it... Um... Uh, what crab man yes yay it's crab it's man. a lobster actually okay well, but his name is ibira actually okay i did not know that name <laughs> yeah um yeah i remember that was the first one i watched it was on vhs it's actually a really decent um crab man. it's actually a really re- no that's uh the sastroya <laughs> okay, um that's a very different crab man uh but still a crab uh it's a very good um godzilla movie it was i want to say early 70s because mm-hmm. it was show a series um each of the generations of uh kaiju films has a generational name mm-hmm. so showa was the early early 50s to uh 80s then you had heisei which was 80s to 90s and then you had millennium uh or reiwa which is uh the 2000s to current um so we don't talk about the 2000s to current no we do if it's um toho yeah basically. <laughs> uh the i will okay i'll say Lionsgate didn't do as bad um the uh 1998 matthew broderick godzilla is one of those fun movies for us yeah um i actually like zilla uh because it's not godzilla exactly it's and, an iguana. <laughs> and that is canon by the way because zilla which is the matthew broderick monster uh of that film Technically, it's its kid because the the one dies in the movie, but it does have a kid. And that does play out. There was a freaking WB show about Godzilla. It, it was, ran alongside the MIB show. That's why it looks weird. Oh, yeah. Because it's not Godzilla. Yeah. Well, it, that, that's it. It's just it happened along the same. I mean, like they, they create this whole canon explanation for it that I really enjoy. And it's legitimate because it's... Li- it's literally a giant monster attacks New York City. The only other time we've heard of this is happening in Japan, and they call that Godzilla. So mm-hmm. mu- this must be Godzilla. Turns out it's not. It's just another effect of what created Godzilla as well. It's just that yeah. in in a world full of monsters, because there's several times actually throughout films where they confuse one monster for another monster. They don't. All they know, it, it's not like they have yeah. Wikipedia pages of these things. It's literally they just hear on the news about monsters and they yeah. think anything big and scary. It's got to be Godzilla, right? It's like the spoiler for the Meg. So, what? That's not the Meg. At oh, first. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's literally that over and over in terms of, like, because here's the thing. Not many people who know of Godzilla live to tell the tale. So, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, Godzilla fights a giant uh, sea monster, which he's just that. He's just a sea monster. He's just a giant lobster. Um, it's not radioactive or it's not anything crazy like that. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just a sea monster um some of godzilla's monsters are like that which is really cool um king caesar is um based on mythology like it's uh, he's essentially kind of like a deity he's not a kaiju in we think of kaiju a lot of times like spider-man superheroes of oh got bit got radiated got gamma rate not all kaiju are created some merely exist and that's what's kind of interesting about what Legendary is trying to do is they're mm-hmm. trying to insinuate these things just exist. Yeah. I kind of like that more than the whole, um, you know, create Godzilla created from radiation. Mm-hmm. The only reason I like that is because of the cultural impact of that story. Yes. The, the reason for Godzilla being created of radiation is not to tell a cool story. It's to explain the horrors of radiative war mm-hmm. uh, when, when you drop bombs on countries. Yeah. Because essentially Godzilla was the bomb drop. When you look at footage of um, the original 1954 film, much of it plays out like you would have seen in war footage yeah. of what happened when we dropped bombs on Hiroshima. And that's what—that's the first one that I watched was the original film. It is absolutely but... incredible and gritty. And oh, it's fantastic. It's not what kaiju films have become yeah. in, you know, they've become heroes. Yeah. Gamera, the, the savior of children. That was not how Gamera started, by the no. way. He <laughs> ate children. They quickly changed that. Yeah. But, like, Godzilla was not meant to be the hero. Oh, yeah. My first exposure was the American edit of the first film. Oh, with um, Raymond, Raymond Burr. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know that it was the American edit um, until, like, much later. Yeah, it comes in a time when um, dubs and all that wasn't very popular. You needed an American Sounds to sell movies. Yeah. It wasn't the worst way they did it. No. It was not the worst way to bring it to states, I will say. There's been worst cases of Americanizing Japanese films. Yeah. Um, I mean, 
any of the Grudge Ring remake We don't things. speak their names. <laughs> watch the originals. It's watch, much better for you. Watch the originals. Watch the Netflix series. So I can't really say. I don't know. I just... Uh, the one I first watched being Godzilla vs. the Sea Monster, he's a hero in that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very King Kong-esque because there's this uh, like in, in interest in a woman. There's this whole, is he going to kill her? Is he going to save her? And the only reason he kind of acts is to save her. It's very, it's very King Kong, um, which arguably tried the same thing of pushing the narrative that not bad. Yeah. N- not necessarily a hero, but not bad. Um I, but I don't know. Uh, yeah. I know, I mean, it, it kind of went down from there. I remember the next, I watched Godzilla vs. Megalon, um, which had uh, Jet Jaguar. You do love Jet Jaguar. Who is, uh, he was created by a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, they ran a competition for them to create a character, and a kid created that. And it's like it, Mega Man. Uh, well, he's, he's very highly influenced by um, Ultraman, who was very popular at the time, mm-hmm. who was very much the... Uh, he was along the lines of like what Power Rangers eventually became in that he's the protector from giant monsters, you know, <laughs> I, like, uh, but yeah. And then, um, which on top of getting your character that you drew and created and put in a movie, he got his own theme song, which I think is even cooler though. Ja-ja-ga-wa. Um, it's just like one of those things of like, wow, I, to be that kid, that must've been amazing. Oh, yeah um yeah i'm just looking at your shelf right now and trying to remember everybody's name because like I think king caesar <laughs> is the fluffy boy in the back yeah he's the dog lion yeah mm-hmm. and i know king Ghidorah because like that's the first three-headed one dragon yeah very traditionally dragon inspired very, very cool. cool um although he's a space monster yeah. at first <laughs> but then he's also like this just evil demon dragon in some of the lore you've also got both eh. mega godzillas Yes, OG and then Kiryu. The um, monkey one and the not monkey one. Oh, uh, yeah, the Planet X aliens. Yeah. Who are, yeah, well, monkeys. they have, they, cheap effects. They throw a mask on. They're literally just monkey <laughs> masks. Yeah. But, I mean, again, cheap yeah. way of doing it. They they needed a way to be like, these are not human. Um, and there you go. They want banana. Obvi- and um, I think Planet of the Apes was around the same time so it was slightly before i think planet of the apes was 1960 something i don't think it was that old it, it's old it was early 70s um mecha godzilla was i want to say 72 or 73 you know we could google this but i'd rather just move on <laughs> right so <laughs> but yeah i don't know why i love godzilla i just really love the movies um yeah. there's good stuff we've had a lot of cool conversations based on it and again when you get into some of the imagery and metaphor of kaiju it, it, it's a whole nother kind of thing mm-hmm. um but uh, yeah that's another thing where just something i fell in love with so all of these and more are things that are, are gonna apparently appear on the show at some point um apparently piglet has things to say as well piglet what do you think about kaiju apparently nothing well she's stretching um so if uh anything sounded interesting to you from this list um, and yes including the cat you can be sure to let us know it much like megan uh and her list last week this is not even hardly all of it um there's plenty more so we have plenty to talk about in future episodes um do you want to go ahead and tell the people what you're talking about next week because next week's show is yeah. all about you uh the next week's show is one of my blockbuster picks i'll say is how i'm gonna like categorize some of these movies is the ones that we would go to blockbuster every friday if we got good grades during the week like Mm -hmm. if we had our progress report and it was above a c honestly (laughs) we we right if they weren't on the verge of kicking you out yeah good job (laughs) we would go to blockbuster we would get candy and we each got to pick a movie which with four kids and a blockbuster card it wasn't totally you know you didn't break the bank Mm -hmm. um but the ones that I would pick the most were the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. Yeah. And next week, I'm going to be talking about the first one, mm-hmm. which is my favorite, personally. Really? Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, it's, it was my favorite movie for a long time, but now it's just my favorite in the series. Good movie. I mean, I, I caught myself rewatching the second one much more. Yeah. I just think it, it's it got more action, more humor. I oh, think yeah. It's, it's just a fun ride. The baby. The babies. <laughs> um so yeah uh yeah so uh 
as we've mentioned before, the dynamic of the show is uh, alternating. <laughs> so um, you talk about something, I talk about something, you talk about yeah. something. Uh, obviously, we talk together, but um, we're kind of uh, trading places uh, back and forth. And yeah. uh, here and there, we'll um, bring on folks, hopefully, uh, to also join us in talking about things. Um, again, if they if they line up, and obviously, especially if they're experts in it more than us. Um, but um, we're really excited about that. Um, tune in for a really fun conversation. We, we had a good time rewatching that recently. I hadn't watched it um as recently as you so yeah. it was nice to w- go back and, and watch it um yeah most of my notes are like look at that yeah like, that's neat <laughs> that's a really cool film um and so we'll talk about that next week and then after that you can tune in to figure out what i'm going to talk about the following um, I already know what it is. but i'm excited because i'm working hard on it right now uh but in the meantime um if you subscribe to the show and um follow us on instagram twitter and facebook You'll stay up to date on all that we're doing and all that's happening um, for sure. Um, we appreciate our patrons and awesome people who help make the show happen. We also appreciate our friends over in uh, Game Infinite and Red 5 Network. Those are two awesome groups of people that are just creating awesome content that you should be checking out. So you can check out Game Infinite on social medias and you can check out red5network.com for all kinds of podcasts about Star Wars and more like ours. Uh, and then any other housekeeping, anything I'd, else you can like think to, of? I'd like to thank this cat. He's a good cat. That is, it, Piglet is a good cat. She's she a good is baby. a good girl. Um, get you a good cat and listen to a good podcast. Hopefully this was good for you. Yeah. But in the meantime, we'll be uh, back next week with even more. So have a good week, a good morrow. And I don't know. We don't have an outro for this yet. Buy a robe. Buy a robe. A comfy one. A comfy one with a cat in it. There you go. Or provide your own cat, preferably. I don't know. Lots of cats need good homes. Yep. Give a give a cat a home in your robe this week, <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Nah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know, this is, excuse me, a damn fine cup of coffee. <laughs>